Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 3. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and it is the middle of the week. Woo-hoo. You really love the middle of the week. I've noticed every every week you're like Wednesday, and it's the middle of the week. I really do. Like something I really about do. That. And In German, Mittwoch. Oh, really? The middle of the week. <laughs> and I am yes. planning something soon that will take place in the middle of the week. Really? Um, what are yeah. you planning that's going to take place yeah, in the middle of the I, week? Uh, I'm going to plan something soon. I'm really excited about it. I'm actually planning to do uh, some kind of... Uh, <laughs> this is so weird. I'm <laughs> planning something that's going to take place in the middle of the week. Okay. No, I'm, I'm planning to do nice. some kind of Bible study, community collective idea that will will launch in the middle of the week soon. No, a Wednesday night Bible study? Yes. That's revolutionary. That don't in mock. the middle of the don't week mock. on a Wednesday? Don't mock. I've never heard of that happening. Whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm just like, did you think of that all by yourself? I did. It's like it's like the wheel has been invented or bread, you know, somebody, sliced bread. Somebody would be very proud of that. And <laughs> they would say, that's amazing. You laugh so hard. It's like you're, you're a goldfish in a bowl swimming around like, wow, not, I just thought of this great so, idea. This is so Wednesday rude. night Bible so, study. I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> Told you. you told not only me, but all of the listening public. Yeah. Are, are we going to yeah. read now or what? Yeah, I guess or, so. Are you no, gonna I'm going to pray. Yeah, we haven't prayed, have <laughs> we? You to repent. Okay, mm. I'm going to pray. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, just thank you, Lord, for who you are, for who you call us to. Thank you for this passage. Thank you for Easter, uh, the celebration, the reminder that everything did change. And uh, this passage, this epic passage, what it calls us to is that there was something significant about to take place. May we not only see that back then, but see it today as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm reading today from the New Testament for Everyone, the NTE, John 12, verses 20 through 36. Subheading, the seed must die. Some Greeks had come up with all the others to worship at the festival. They went to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went together to tell Jesus. The time has come, said Jesus in reply. This is the moment for the Son of Man to be glorified. I'm telling you the solemn truth. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains all by itself. If it dies, though, it will produce lots of fruit. If you love your life, you'll lose it. If you hate your life in this world, you'll keep it for the life of the coming age. If anyone serves me, they must follow me. Where I am, my servant will be too. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor them. Subheading, the hour has come. Now my heart is troubled, Jesus went on. What am I going to say? Father, save me from this moment? No, it was because of this that I came to this moment. Father, glorify your name. I have glorified it, said a voice from heaven, and I will glorify it again. That was thunder, said the crowd, standing there listening. No, said others, it was an angel talking to him. That voice came for your sake, not mine, replied Jesus. Now comes the judgment of this world. Now this world's ruler is going to be thrown out. And when I've been lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this in order to point to the kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd spoke to him again. We heard in the law, they said, 
If the Messiah will last forever, how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? The light is among you a little while longer, replied Jesus. Keep walking while you have the light, in case the darkness overcomes you. People who walk in the dark don't know where they're going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may be children of light. With these words, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. Can I just ask a couple of things really quickly before we get into the question? Because no. I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. <laughs> uh, what, what happened to the Greeks? You know, the Greeks came, they wanted to see Jesus, and they asked Philip, and Philip was like, well, I'll ask Andrew, and then the two of them went over. And then Jesus, instead of being like, yes, I will see the Greeks, or no, I will not see the Greeks, goes off on this kind of non-sequitur of a speech that doesn't feel like it's connected to the request of the Greeks to see him. Yeah. And anyway, and then we never hear about the Greeks ever again. Well, the Greeks do we, are just, do we need to hear well, from them? Yeah. why talk about the Greeks if they're not important? <laughs> like if a gun is hanging on the wall in the beginning of act one, it has to go off by act three. The Greeks have to mean something. It's good. I like it. I like it. Um, and the other question I had was, it feels to me like the crowd is divided into people who have insight and people who don't. Mm-hmm. Because the ones who don't, when they hear the voice of God, they think it's thunder. Mm-hmm. The ones who do, they understand, they think it's an angel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big difference. You hear thunder or an angel's voice. Those who are receptive or yeah, those who get it? Yeah, that's what I think. There are people who understand Soil. or they're more tuned into something. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, there were those were a couple of things that I've been thinking for a few days. Like, I mean, what happened to the Greeks? I don't think they ever got to see Jesus because right after this, about the he went and Greek hid away from just, them. Just this well, just these these what Greeks, the Greeks, some Greeks. I mean, think about it. Look I just I feel bad for them. They, they wanted to see great. Jesus. <laughs> I like the Greeks. Who doesn't? I know, great food as well. All right. Well, I fear the Greeks. <laughs> here is the question for today. Um, in your experience, does preaching Christ and Him crucified, see First Corinthians two two, draw people? Why or why not? So I looked up First um, Corinthians two two, and uh, I'm actually going to read the verse before verse one and two because I think the context helps. Um, basically, Paul says this: "And when I came to you, brothers, did did not come. Oh, sorry. And I, when I came to you, brothers." Do not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Verse 2. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have any experience of, say, I mean, what you would have to do is... Christ and him crucified? We'd have to do a test. (laughs) You'd have to... (laughs) We'd have to preach Christ and him crucified. Yes. And see how many people are drawn... Uh-huh. And then preach something else and see how many people are drawn. And I mean, my problem is that I have difficulty with the lack of specificity of the word drawn. <laughs> because I mean, well, oh, what we see goodness. in... No, I'm, I'm sorry. What we see in really? this chapter, or no, it was last week. We see a lot of people drawn. Yes. You know, they were very drawn singing to Jesus. Hosanna. Singing Hosanna, the palm leaves. Mm-hmm. And they were gone five minutes later. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what it means to draw. You can draw people doing all kinds of things. I've so is that the that. goal? Is the goal to draw people? Because, okay, yeah, I'll bet that preaching Christ and Him crucified probably draws people better than preaching like veganism or <laughs> postum or stop wearing jewelry or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably a bit more inspirational. 
Well, I mean, I, I think that that's actually true of, of all sorts of messages and all sorts of speeches. I mean, there are there are some churches, some communities that grow very, very quickly because they appeal to um, a narrative that actually resonates with people and others that don't grow so quickly with other places as well. And, and uh, depending on the context, there are some that are connected to the story. And so the question I, I think that Sam's really trying to push us here is that when you speak of the the gospel story, you know, the 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 good news that he was talking about earlier this week that he tried to bring up to us, um, Christ and him crucified, does that actually bring people closer to? Yeah, bring people closer that, because the draw of people, I'm like, you know, you could offer free ponies. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of and things why, you can do to not? stir up a crowd. Why, why not? I think it's actually really, really good. I, I think it really comes down to, are people receptive uh, to the idea of recognizing that they need God? Uh, are they are they receptive to that? Are they receptive to the idea that with God, life is different and everything does change? I think the one difficult thing is that, you know, obviously we live now in a world with just a ton of noise. Like there's a lot of competing narratives and people hear all of them all the time because, you know, we're just so connected true. to everything constantly. So I think back then, you know, maybe you live in a village and you hardly ever talk to anybody and a stranger comes through town and tells you this amazing story. And it's like, whoa, it's, it's pretty cool. Hmm. But now, you know, I mean, people are just telling you stuff constantly. The trick would be to get people to stop telling you hmm. stuff. And I think that too many of us, you know, you see a Christian coming, you kind of know what their stick is going to be, you know what they're going to say. Hmm. At least I think a good many people do. Um, hmm. So well, I don't know. I think it's difficult to have that experience of truly feeling surprised by anything because, I mean, you just have heard it all before. Hmm. You've heard it all before, so many times. Well, talk about it with your friends today. Um, in your experience of preaching Christ and Him crucified, draw people. Why, why not? Uh, I think it's worthwhile exploring uh, with your community. And uh, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.